It's summertime, and at my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It is winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. And at my bookie, winning season's all about your chance to win big. Bet NBA playoffs, NHL, Major League Baseball, UFC, golf, and then some. The craziest sports summer we've ever had. It's simple make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your sports intuition, people. Select from hundreds of futures bets. You can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big old brain of yours to good use and use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now and bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. Today on the ZabeCast, the NFL is set to open training camps this week, so they've got a plan, right? No, not exactly. So say many star players. Jack Nicholas has only 18 majors. They say, I think he's got 19. I've got John Ronis in the Mobile Strike studio after swimming in his pool, and Ronnie Thomas on the phone. It should be a good one, so buckle up, and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Monday, July 20, 2020. Thank you for downloading. So, we are set for the preseason. Right in the NFL or nah? I know this much. The NFLPA apparently knows how to orchestrate a virtual viral social media campaign complete with hashtags. But is that all they can do? Is that the best way to go about this? Hashtag we want to play. Okay, then. Russell Wilson amongst the stars chiming in. I am concerned. My wife is pregnant. NFL training camp is about to start. And there's still no clear plan, all caps, on player health and family safety. We want to play football, but we also want to protect our loved ones. Hashtag we want to play. Demarcus Lawrence. I second this. How has the at NFL had this long to prep but still have no real plan in place? We are less than 10 days before we were required, all caps, to report. I refuse to put my pregnant wife and family at risk without understanding exactly what the plan for our safety and well-being will be. And on and on, other multiple stars saying this. Hey, guys, fellas, fellas, uh, you've got a union, right? Don't you communicate with your union boss? Shouldn't you have said, hey, where are we at on a plan? What kind of input are we going to have? Et cetera, et cetera. Plus, I'm just, I've had it with the whole my wife is pregnant thing. And again, oh, your kids are old or you don't care anymore. There is no particular increased risk vector for pregnant women or for newborns. In fact, it's arguably less for newborns. But still, even still, here's the thing. Almost 50% of the deaths in this country from COVID have been in nursing homes. 
50%. Do you know what the average life expectancy once somebody enters a nursing home is? It's about 14 months. So in other words, a lot of these deaths, as bad as they have been based on bad policy, they've just been accelerated by six to eight months. They would have probably happened this year anyway when it's all said and done. But still, kids who are not dying of this at all are not at risk. They really aren't. It's no worse. It's a lot better than the flu. Do you worry about your pregnant wife or pregnant child? Pregnant child. Your pregnant wife or your young child dying of the flu? Well, no, not really. Well, you should be. You should be because it's a far greater risk. And the argument keeps changing now from those who are just scared of everything. I mean, we're being told no school, no sports, no school sports this fall. More on that with John Rodas in just a second. And the argument is, yeah, I know kids aren't really affected, but I don't want Johnny or Susie giving it to me or passing it on. Or I've got a pregnant wife and small child, which is now the go-to. Or I've got a grandmother. Or I have diverticulitis. Or it never ends. We all got something. And nobody ever says, okay, well, nobody ever answers my question of, okay, well, how long? How long are you going to hunker down? And if Russell Wilson doesn't play football this fall, what's he going to do all fall long? He's got a lot of money. Is he willing to flush all that money to not play football? He's not saying that, Xavier. He says he just wants a plan. Okay, well, talk to your fucking union then. And if you don't like the plan, if they're only going to test you once a week and you want it 50 times a week, then say that. Stop bitching. No bitch to me, as Furio would say. Why is this on my Twitter timeline? Don't yell. We want a plan. What am I supposed to do? Call my congressman and tell him to yell at the NFL to, quote, get a plan? I got nothing to do with this. Besides, how long are you going to wait it out? If, you, if you're afraid to play, truly afraid to play. I mean, the NFL is the most savage league ever. The health detriments of playing NFL football far outweigh any risk of the Rona. Speaking of the Roma, well, let me get on, uh, before I turn to Jack Nicholas and his 19th major, uh, NFL memo training camp is officially on. Troy Vincent, the EVP of football ops, said in a memo, training camp is good to go. Rookies will report starting Tuesday. That's tomorrow. Quarterbacks and injured players will start reporting on Thursday, and everyone else reports July 28. Only 20 players at a time will be allowed into facilities until the NFLPA agrees to infectious disease plans with teams, according to NFL Network reporter Tom Pelissero. So I guess they're still working that out. But with that, the NFL is pressing on. They're sticking with their two preseason game schedule. Week one is to be played August 20th through 24th, and then the second one after that. Again, don't bitch to me on your timeline about your beef with the NFL. And I'm now looking at more tweets. Miles Garrett, Garrett, of all people, if the NFL doesn't do their part to keep players healthy, there is no football in 2020. It's that simple. Okay. At this point, me and many other people are like, fine, play, don't play, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I like football, but I'm learning now without sports to pour myself into other entertainment and leisure activities. Stop it with the, we've got to do something about this. No, no, this is your union and your 
league you're in. Work it out. Leave us out of it. Jack Nicholas, host of this week's Memorial Tournament, which played a lot different, didn't it, than the previous week? Hard and fast and really difficult. Although, for everyone to say no, it's like a U.S. Open. I'm sorry. Rom is the leader at 12 under, and there's a bunch of guys at 7 under. And as I'm watching the rain-delayed finish right now, there is a controversy potentially brewing because Rom, with a five-shot lead, apparently grounded his club and moved his ball inadvertently, caught by the zoomed-in TV cameras on a chip shot that he chipped in for par on 16. And so now they're going to have to review and go microscopically like, well, did it move? Did it not move? I think it moved. I, I think it was a penalty. And I'm also stunned that guys like Rom smashed their club head behind the ball like that, thinking they're sure it's not going to move in the rough. But anyway, he should still win either by five or by three. So we'll see what happens there. They are already tearing up the greens at Muirfield Village. Part of the reason Jack let it get so hard and fast. Yeah, that's what I said, hard and fast. Just the way Barbara likes it. Um, was because they're ripping it up. They're replacing the greens and the fairways, and so they're renovating a bunch of holes. Nicholas has done this a number of times. I was lucky enough to play Mur- Muirfield Village once, and it was 15 years ago at least, and it's freaking perfect. I mean, it's immaculate. It's amazing. The course is awesome. And they've done renovations over the years multiple times. You know why? It's Nicholas. He's got the money. If the greens aren't up to spec, he'll fix them. He'll make them better. What the hell? He's 80 years old. He wants to see it as good as it can be for as long as he's on this earth. And thank God he beat the Rona. I'm calling it his 19th major victory. Oh, yeah, yeah, because of COVID-19. You're you're hilarious. Yeah, a lot of people died from this. Very funny. Okay. I'm not the only one that's going to make that comparison. Nicholas said we were very fortunate. He and Barbara contracted the coronavirus. Barbara was asymptomatic, but Jack said he had a sore throat and a cough for a couple of days. That's about it. But he said, look, we were both at an age, 80, where we are at risk. Our hearts go out to the people who did lose their lives and their families were just a couple of the lucky ones. Very classy. The Nicholas's stayed at their home in Florida from March 13th to April 20th. They both tested positive for antibodies. Uh, Jack as recently as last Sunday. Thankfully, only two mile, only mild effects, and uh, Barbara was asymptomatic. It's a major. Sorry. He's 80, beat the Rona, 19 official majors, if you ask me. All right, I had a chance to go swimming over at John Ronis's house today because he has a pool. It's humble. He says, okay, just to warn you, it's got a vinyl liner, no tile. <laughs> and yeah, for a house that's as nice as his, he bought it. The pool came with it. It's fine. It's fine. It's not the sexiest. His, uh, his lovely wife, Laura, said, yeah, I'm already starting to think about what it's going to take to upgrade it. <laughs> and I'm like... I don't think he's gonna. You're gonna save anything. He said. I think John said you'd save about five grand, maybe just because the hole is already there. But otherwise, you got to dig everything up, haul it away, and start over. Plenty, 
plenty good pool, if you ask me, and I was glad to be there with my daughter on another blistering hot Sunday in the DMV in the dead of summer. And we got in the Mobile Strike studio with the fixed air conditioning, and we called our boy Ronnie Thomas to have a chat. All right, you are looking live inside the Mobile Strike studio, and me and John Ronis are about to call Ron Thomas and say what's up. That's all working right now. Shocker. Let's just see how it goes here. Hello, Steven. Hello, Ronnie. Hey, can you hear me? I'm on Bluetooth. I can hear you just fine. Can you hear your music? Yes, of course I can. (laughs) Love it. I love it. Do you you know the song, Ronis? No. Tell him. Two-step, Dave Matthews Band. Oh, all right. No wonder. Guess who, I've got, guess who I've got sitting next to me in the truck? Young Winston. Yes. Hello, Winston. Hello. Hi. Nice. <laughs> hey, right. so you know what we're talking about. Tomorrow, as this airs that day, is the Bobby Gorin. Yeah. Bonus. I, need, I need your opinion. <clears throat> yeah. It's a Chevy, Chevy Chase Club. Right. Winston has a 142 p.m. Ooh. The heat index is supposed to be 110 degrees. Yep. Walk. 18 holes, carry-on bag. No push carts, no caddies. Yeah. What do you think? If that was high school sports, it would be canceled. Yeah, I think. Winston, Winston, how old are you, young man? 12 years old. Yeah, you're probably going to die. So it's been nice knowing you. Seriously, seriously, it's too hot, isn't it? No, it's not not too hot. Kids Mm. are resilient. Kids don't know no better. I remember when I was... 12, 13, 14, whatever, walk in in the blazing hot sun at Reston National, Herndon Centennial. Didn't think twice about it. I'll tell you a great story about the Gorn. We had the Gorn at Woodmont for a million years, and I had one of my students playing it, and he was about when he was 12, and he had about a 1 o'clock tea time, and it was the same thing. It was going to be 110 degrees. He showed up at the golf course. He was a member at Woodmont. He showed up at the golf course at 9 a.m. And we're like, Why? Brent, what do you do? It's too excited. Warm up? Oh. So excited. excited. He yeah. lasted 12 holes, Ronnie. Passed oh, out. No. Well, <laughs> Passed look, out. Look, if you wear jeans and you don't drink water, <laughs> then, Winston, you're going to be in trouble. But uh, today's, breathable, today's breathable fabrics and proper hydration, I think, will be fine. Sunscreen, big floppy hat. and uh, So you say go. Yes. You say do it. All right. Ronnie, yes. what about so what us tomorrow? Think? I know. Well, I'm wondering: Are we playing tomorrow I, I, or today? As it airs? Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I think I have to. Well, you I want to. All right. So you and Ron are going to play at Woodmont Country Club, the place you formerly used to teach. They yeah. used to have U.S. Open qualifiers. It is actually hosting the United States Women's Amateur Correct. Championship. Correct. And, and there's um, a media day for it tomorrow or today, Monday, yeah. in the D.C. area. Yeah, and we're and I'm looking forward to it because I want to see all the changes and how they're getting ready for the AM and, and talk to the, the guys about the process they've gone through and, and encourage as much as I can about people going to the golf course and playing it. Okay. Yeah, and, and getting to see or getting to play USGA conditions. Yeah. Um, all right. You know, it's you don't you don't join get on a golf course like that unless you're playing in the championship. Right. So. All right. Let's get on to some meat that our listeners actually care about. No offense. And let's talk about Bryson DeChambeau's ruling fiasco 
at the Memorial en route to a 10 on Friday. Did you see it, Ronnie? I didn't see it, but I read about it. All right, I'm going to play the audio of it, and it might be a little bit hard for you to hear, but our listeners will be able to hear it. His, he's hit two balls after dropping from the creek on 15, par 5. Hits two balls with a three-wood from the rough, uphill lie, blind shot, out of bounds, over a wrought iron fence from one of the million-dollar homes on the course at Jack Nicholas's wonderful Muirfield Village. He goes up there and sees that his second ball is within inches of possibly being inbounds. But Bryson's understanding of inbounds is not exactly what the rules say. Here he was talking to a rules official who said, tough luck, buddy, you're one inch out of bounds. Take a listen. Can I get a second ruling? I don't believe it, he says curtly. Fast forward to the end of it, Ronnie. He was dead wrong. And I'm assuming he never sought out rules official number one to say, you know what, I'm sorry. I should have believed you, and I should have known the rules myself. Why does he talk down to people so much? Because he's the smartest man in the world, Ronnie. He is, isn't he? Yes. He really is. He is the smartest man in the world. He's early into his career, you know. I mean, this guy is going to be hated by the masses once people these get once they get the fans back in the gates. He's yeah, going to be well, hated. You're absolutely this is an right. Episode, this is an episode every week. Is he, there a possibility he wanted that this to, is roid rage? He wanted to. Well, there's that as well. <laughs> he, here's what he wanted to do, Ronnie. He said he thought he could, if that ball was deemed inbounds, he wouldn't get relief from the fence because you don't get relief from out-of-bounds fences right. and stuff. Right. He was going to, quote, hop the fence, a seven-foot wrought iron fence, and then play yeah. the ball by smashing his iron against the gates and somehow punching it out while he's en route to at least an eight or a nine or a ten, and he's held up play behind him for 26 minutes asking for two rulings. Was it 48 minutes it took to play the hole? Uh, Maybe. I think the delay was 26 minutes. Like, this is – and you know what? No other tour pros will step up and go, this is out of control. They all want to be on the side of, well – Maybe I need a ruling someday, mm. right? Yeah, that's that's true. But, you know, there's the one way you can really piss off your playing uh, partners or opponents in an event is to hold up the golf course via rulings, multiple rulings, or uh, unfounded rulings. Yeah. Senseless. Get on the golf. Yeah, senseless. Yeah. Thank you, John. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's one way because – Especially if you're playing well, or even if you're not playing well, you want to get the hell off the golf course. But if you're playing well, there's really no hiccup or monkey wrench, like an extended sure. uh, weight ruling. Yeah. But he's just a, I don't know, he's just a strange guy. The hat, the whole appearance, it's just, just it, it, he acts like he looks, you know? But he's hitting kind bombs. Of, he's hitting bombs. Yeah, he's, he's hitting bombs, uh, and now, like... The, the whole question about should the ball be rolled back 
is again in vogue. Yes, it's been in vogue for a long time now. Yeah. Here's yeah. my question for those that would like to roll it back. Well, what's your number? What's your ideal number? 20% rollback? He'll yeah. still be longer than everyone else, 20% of less course. for everybody. And then they say, well, you've made golf courses obsolete. obsolete. Well, what about the courses that have been built recently that have been built longer? Right. Aren't they now obsolete? Well, and also... Right. You just pay a forward tee. It's not the same hole. Why don't People you, can say you play forward. It's not the same look. Why don't you stop having runways for fairways that the ball doesn't roll as much? You get five yeah. yards a roll if you're lucky instead right. of 50. Right. Or rough that about, is actual penal. Or more rough or yeah, more right. trees yeah. or I don't know. Yeah. How about well, Nicholas? He, Nicholas came right out and said, you know, well, for 40 years I've been working on this. That's <laughs> exactly <laughs> But he, yeah. if you were to put, okay, here's the hypothetical. Put an old persimmon driver with a teensy, tiny head. I don't even know how many cc's. How oh, many cc's? Incredible. How many cc's? If, if a modern driver is 460, what are, what are the cc's, the size of an old wooden driver? Probably 250. Two, 220 to 250 probably. Okay. So you put one of those in his hands, and then you put an old golf ball in his hands that is of questionable consistency because they're wound with a liquid center. So there's a lot of variability depending on what pill you take out of the box. And right. it spins like crazy. It's got a very soft cover. And Bryson DeChambeau goes at it with his 160-mile-an-hour club head speed. What happens 14 <laughs> times around? What kind of shots does he hit? He hits what looks like Randy Johnson throwing a fastball and accidentally hits a pigeon. I mean, you're talking about the ball's going to explode into a cloud of feathers. But if not, my my point is... Where are the balls going to go, though? Is, go, is he not going to hit pop-ups? It's go 280. It's just going to be nothing. No, he'll it'll know. go farther than that. It'll but go it, far, yeah. But I would imagine, I I would imagine Ron, he's going to hit some toe balls that go way off the map, that he's going to pop some up. He's going to hit some low balls because the strike zone is a lot tighter, and he's swinging at it like a maniac. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure this guy warrants this much time. Okay, we move on. I I will say that. That's that's what I was going to say. I do. Tell me. How about Brent Brent Martin? When when we were at the Potomac Cup, and you you brought the persimmon, and remember Ron, the, the drive. <laughs> Ron, this is a podcast where people are already annoyed at yeah. the niche level yeah. discussion. Yeah. And I think we actually. I think most people are very familiar with that story. I think we've told it ten times. Awesome. I will say he this from from a golf pro's perspective, you don't hear anyone saying, "God, did you see that putt that uh, Ricky hit the other day?" Did you see that wedge shot that he spun in there? No. It's, did you see those drives that DeChambeau hit? I know. So to roll back the golf ball is rolling back time, and it will get less people excited. So let's just do it. He needs to roll back his attitude and roll up his knowledge of the rules. Even I knew that he was barking up an empty tree on that ruling. I was like, no, it's the inside line. You're out of it. It doesn't matter the tines of the fence and everything else. It's the posts. I don't believe you. I need another ruling. Give me another ruling. Okay. (laughs) Moving right along, Jeez. let's talk fall sports. John Ronis yeah. is the golf coach at Loudoun County, County, High, County School. High School. Not Valley, County. County. Loudoun County no, High School. No and, and currently, like a lot of jurisdictions, they are wrestling with what sports can they play this fall in the age of coronavirus. Well, this is the Virginia High School Sports League. So this is not just Loudoun County. Right. This is VHSL. And the VHSL... Has And I'm not going to be too kind to the VHSL. I have no friends there, and I'm not going to 
worry about it. The VHSL has met multiple times to, to concern themselves with what they're going to do in sports. They canceled all fall activities. My son was a senior playing baseball. It was devastating. Now we know the kids have options about what they're going to do going to school, but they put out three options. Here are the options. Fall sports go as normal. You stay in your fall sports slot, but the only sports that are allowed to play are golf and cross country. All the other sports will be canceled for the year. Football and everything else will be canceled for the year. Option two, switch fall and spring sports. So the spring sports of baseball and tennis, they go to the fall, and the golf and other ones go to the spring. But lacrosse can't play at all. Canceled for the year. Option three, this truncated schedule where fortunately golf will start up on a balmy February 15th. And the season that will makes sense. right, and the season will end yeah. May first. Secondarily, try to get a golf course that's going to give you some time for a high school team in April, like they want yeah. to do that. Second, you're going to miss school for tournaments. Currently, the tournaments are in August. We're not even in school yet, so you don't miss any of those. It's the biggest joke I've ever heard. How about play the sports when you can? Play fall sports when you can. Golf and cross country. Play them. If and I then may. if you want to truncate, go ahead. It is asinine. And then the other thing is. Let's just kick it down the road. We'll meet in 10 more days, and we'll discuss it. <laughs> so what did the virus get consulted, and did the virus say, oh, yeah, yeah, if you flip this with that, you delay this, you do this, then I won't attack anybody. Did they? No. There doesn't smell, Ronnie, to be any lick of science in any of this. No, there's no science. I, I'll be honest with you. I have so many thoughts in my head and so much... Uh, anger and disappointment and uh, just sadness over all of this that it's hard for me to comment on. I can only relate it to me personally, one, because of my son who's sitting next to me, but two is because football, high school football was a defining uh, moment and our achievements helped mold me and shape me into the human being that I am. State champs, captain of the team, lifelong friends, com- competition, teamwork, everything that life entails can be summed up on that field or any field, a lacrosse field or a tennis court or a soccer pitch or anything, and they want to take it away without any science behind it. Yeah, and my question assholes at the top at the top level making decisions that are impacting children's lives and therefore families' lives for we don't know how long. What kind of impact is this having on these kids? What are they going to do now? They're going to rebel. They're going to get in trouble. They're going to act out. Oh, yeah, you want to take that from me? Well, guess what? You know, guess what? I'm going to I'm going to go out and do something I know I shouldn't do. Oh. So those yeah, are my feelings. And, and I, I say this, Ronnie, as a parent, we're both we're all three of us are parents. Were you concerned about sending Winston to a golf tournament because of Corona? No, we started the show because you thought it would be too hot. It had nothing yep. to do with Corona. There's nothing. there's been a thousand golf tournaments over the last month, and there hasn't been some sort of outbreak because of golf tournaments. So it's unfounded, and you don't even put it into an option. More more kids under nineteen have died of the flu, about a hundred and twenty this year, than the coronavirus, which is about yep. thirty. Yeah. Yep. Well, and we, we, we would never, we would never think of shuttering sports 
for just the flu. And I won't even say undermine, I won't even undermine the, the coronavirus as not a very serious event. The fact is, though, it's already been proven that these certain sports can take place. So to not yes. have them happen or to push them to February for golf is February golf insane. is insane. It's, it's totally it's, insane. Well, Just do them when you can. Nothing makes sense anymore. We've talked about. Let me let me do this real fast. Hey, Winston, how did it feel to miss baseball season this this summer? Horrible. Yeah. Well, don't Ronnie, worry. I had a senior. I had hey. a senior. Hey, Winston, who had, who don't worry. coming to watch him play. Winston, don't worry. You're going to get a coupon to redeem that <laughs> missed childhood opportunity. No, no you will oh. not. No? No, no. Okay. There's not a coupon for that? And the other things, Are you saying that's a missed opportunity that's gone forever, washed down the river of life? And let me ask you this. Can we really trust that if they say that fall can't play now, if golf can't play now, that in the springtime, that they'll say, okay, yeah, now you can play. Yeah, can no. we trust them? No, we you know can't they trust can play them. now. We know that. They said it's okay. Right. Do it. Do it. Casualties, casualties of a political war is what yeah. I've said to friends. But listen, you know what? Winston and I, every year, we go to the Little League World Series in Williamsport, yeah. Pennsylvania. You talk about, you, you talk about molding human into quality human beings and competition at the highest level and that the purest form and the most beautiful sporting event that I think exists and to, to know that kids not only here but around the world that they're 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 not playing sports and yeah. I mean you take away so much when you take away the playing field you, yeah and these and these people that are making the decisions without any science or any facts and we are all at their mercy I and know. I hate that I how know. can we be at the mercy of these assholes Right. Hey, hey, Sorry. hey, Winston's in the car next right. to you. My goodness. He's heard it. <laughs> he's, he's, heard he's telling me what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, it's just so sad. But, to you know, to watch our children compete, John, that's what oh, we want. Let's face it. That's all we have left. Well, you, you fortunately still compete. Is all I have left is watching my son compete. Friday night lights. How? I mean, high school football. Is there yeah. anything better? Is yeah. there anything better? Well, it's and the, that's it's, the, when, it's the glue that binds much of rural yeah. America together, the small towns. And, you know, back to what we were talking about, when I go back to those options, I don't want to vote for option one just because golf and cross-country play. How about option four? You're fired, all of yeah, you people. Because You've had since March 11th to find a correct. solution to not fail our kids and to show some courage, and, and you have, failed. They have failed. You're fired, all yeah. of you. And, but we yes. can't fire them. I know. That's, that's what's problem. insane. I we hate didn't it. elect them, and we can't fire them. I know. And, and it's you know, a shame. And you know, Hey, and you know what I feel, and I know this to be true, so many of these people that are making these decisions have never in their lives been on a competitive team or on a, an athletic field, and not in their lifetime have well, these people competed and played. Again, I, I don't even know if we need to, to go down those roads, but the fact is that this is a decision that they take too lightly for the welfare of our children. They take yes. it too lightly. No, They're no, they'll say they will say, but they will say we take this very seriously. We mm-hmm. know these are no good options. This hurts us as much. They'll say that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they'll say it. It's lip service, and that's where citizens and parents and others need to say, no, 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 enough of your lip service. You're wrong. Solutions. Yeah. 
unacceptable, which is one of your favorite phrases. I love that word. Unacceptable. (laughs) I refuse to accept it. All right. On a lighter note, sports-wise, what else do you guys want to talk about this week as we begin a new week that's going to actually see sports return in big-time sports like baseball, soon-to-be basketball, soon-to-be hockey? This is the only thing, and I, I, I almost stay awake at night, is all I don't want is injuries. That's all oh, I say. There's so going to be we, injuries. When we start this, these seasons up, I just hope we don't get catastrophic injuries. Well, I don't know about catastrophic, but I think there's going to be well, a lot of ligaments pop, pop, pop. That's popping. what I'm saying. A catastrophic yeah. is, a, is a, an Achilles, is a Tommy John. Oh, those are going to happen. Yeah, that's what I'm most That's what's going to suck. Yeah. I, think, I think, Ronnie, in basketball, how do you think the bubble's going to go? I think there's going to be... That was my comment. It was gonna. Be, it's gonna be a shit show. It's gonna be <laughs> a, a complete and total disaster. Really? They're, Why know, do you think a disaster? Uh, I mean, they'll play the games. They'll be well, ragged at first, games, but but the fellas ain't gonna behave. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. But do you, Ronnie, do you think it'll just end up as Camp COVID, or what? What do you think's yeah, gonna yeah, happen? It, Not Camp knows, COVID. Maybe. It's gonna be Camp Smoke 'em Up. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, exactly. right. Could be. Winston's, Winston's <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Can't smoke them up and the ladies in and out. I mean, come on. I think that's, on. Ronnie, I think that's early NBA bubble. I think once they get down to the playoffs and get through the first round, then it's going to tighten up. Yeah. Then it's going to tighten up. But, They're professionals. But, but the long layoff, the compressed schedule, and all else is going to lead to more soft tissue injuries. These oh, yeah. NBA players now have more, like, the NBA of the 80s, the star players never missed games. You look at their profiles. Magic, Bird, mm-hmm. Barkley, Elijah yeah. Juan Ewing. It was 82 of 82, 82 of 82, 82 of 82 right. all day long. Right. Right. Yep. And now yep. these guys have hamstrings. And I'm not saying they're faking their injuries. I'm just saying they've built their bodies. They've tuned them into machines that are in the shop a lot more. They also have teams, yeah. multiple people who probably aren't going to be in that bubble that care for them on a daily basis. No, no, they're oh. going to have the, they're going to have plenty of trainers. I know plenty doctors. of trainers, but are they going to have their particular yes. ones? Okay, they even shipped I'm in the, the massages. Uh, all yeah, those oh stuff? yeah, okay, okay, oh yeah. All right. You know, from a from a, an officials or a referee standpoint, I'm I, I'm interested to see how the games are called on all levels. Uh, well, uh, Ronnie, have you seen? Have, up, well, has uh, Winston played baseball recently? Well, it is mine. Okay, well, so head. Tommy, Tommy's my Tommy's playing in a league now. The umpires now, they they're about eight feet to the left or right of the plate. <laughs> Shut up! And behind because it because of COVID, right? So they're oh, I don't know why that guy's back there, and the the umpire oh, who's calling balls and strikes is behind the mount. Oh God! It's just can called, and he can't really call balls and strikes back there. And then the other guy, not. I don't know what he's doing back there. But he's literally skewed almost in the on-deck circle. Whoa. It's he's fascinating. There call, he's there to call stuff. He shouldn't be there unless there's someone on second or third. Well, correct. He should well, go. Right. Exactly. That's all it is. Can you call balls and strikes from behind the mound accurately? No, because you Why really not? don't. You don't have as much of the depth perception. Okay. As well. well, I mean, you can do it just fine. It's good yeah, enough. It. But yeah, it's if, just if still, it's a bit ridiculous. Here's it's like what's nine-year-old baseball. Yeah. Here's, Coach Pitch, here's what's going to be interesting, Ron, about the officiating in the NBA. We know yeah. that in the NBA, the home court advantage is greater than any other of the four professional sports because exactly. um, referees are human beings, not robots yet, and they're influenceable 
by crowd noise and the roar of, oh, my God, LeBron got murdered. Yeah. Because he's flopping and he's flailing. And so absent that subtle, persistent pressure Mm -hmm. of the fans – Will these games be more 50-50 than we've ever seen them? I, you yes, know, I say, Ronnie. Go ahead, Ronnie. That's where I was going with that. That's what I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see if the big names are going to get the calls. Why would they? Especially because if they don't pipe in sound, you're going to hear some shit out of these boys, some screaming and yelling at these referees. Because when you go to when you go to the Lake Show, you know under the, under the lights and the celebrities, you know he's going to get his calls. But in Orlando, in a gym, yeah, uh, why is why is he getting calls down here and I'm not? Well, so, you know my other my, interesting. my other comment on that is I think there's a call that's made. There's a lot of fan noise being made, and it's a presumptive call that they don't hear the contact. Sure. Now they're actually going to be able to hear the contact. Right. Yeah, so they point. should wait. That's a really good They point. should wait until they hear the contact. Where hear before they slapping. couldn't, if it's real loud in there, they're just like, oh, really it looked like there was something. But I think they should wait but, to but listen and hear on it. A posit- on a positive note, I'm excited. My son's excited. We're excited to watch sports. We've been we need watching it. a yeah. lot of auto racing. Too. But we want to, we're ready to watch sports, and I think these championships count. Uh, as much as any other, to short, yeah, you know, I, it's I a agree. different championship, but it's a it's a championship. So, so, what do you what are you going to Best Buy for right now with Winston? Uh, we're on our way home. What'd you get, bud? Uh, some headphones for me. Now, tell them what they are. Be specific. Beats. You get the Power Pro Beats with his yes. birthday. Oh, you get his birthday. Happy birthday. birthday! That's fantastic. <laughs> And you gonna no, work out? You gonna work out, Winston, with those Power Pro Beats? Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know who endorses <laughs> those? LeBron James. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know what he sees is he sees these tour players. They all are wearing them now when they're practicing, and a lot of the young kids we watch, um, who who are like down in Pinehurst, all the young kids on the putting green who are getting ready for the North South. Oh, yeah. Every one of them had the the Beats in. So and it what it's not his birthday actually. I don't know why I said that. It's for his good grades. His Perfect. grandmother and he got some whoa, good whoa, stuff. Whoa, right, whoa, right. What what yeah. were the grades? grades? They were decencies no. as well worth the beats. Always and beats. Yes. Yeah, Way to go. Alright, if you want to unlock the really good merch, all A's. None of those B's. You gotta <laughs> weed the B's out. All right. Yeah. I don't know that. Ronnie, guy. thanks uh, for hey, picking I up play, the phone, play, buddy. Played with the general today, General Bob Neller, 37th Commandant, United States Marine Corps. I've talked about him before. He's up from Austin, Texas. He retired to Austin, but he's up here teaching and mentoring new, newly appointed uh, one-star generals and admirals. And what an amazing guy he is. He's so neat. And each more, the more time I spend with him, the more I get to pick his brain about things and he shares awesome. stuff. And Good stuff. He told me great stories. Yeah, I'll let you know, but I'll tell you in person. All great right, buddy. stories about sitting sitting there during the State of Union, deciding when to stand up or not. It's, it was good stuff. All right, Ronnie. Uh, we'll see you next time, buddy. Thanks. See you, Ronnie. Guys. See you, Winston. Bye. There you go. Ronnie <laughs> and his son. It's great. <laughs> That's great. Winston's a good kid. Really good kid. I've had the opportunity little, to teach him. A little spoiled. 
Well, I'm just, uh, right. just saying. I mean, you the know, the word "no" is a very difficult a's, one in his vocabulary. A's and B's, and he's getting some power beats. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. You know, when I'm I got kidding. the Walkman when I was I'm just twelve, jealous. the Walkman, straight A's. That. Remember the yellow Walkman, which had oh, yeah. the uh, flimsy metal headphones. Mm-hmm. I remember, <laughs> remember them all. Well. Remember them all. The fidelity on those tiny plasticky. Metal headband, walkman yeah. headphones with yep. a cord, of course. Of course, and and you had to carry around cassettes. Of course, remember it had a radio, but you had to carry around cassettes well, if you wanted to listen to some. Some of the versions had an AM/FM radio. They had they had AM/FM radio and a but cassette. Some only had cassette. Oh really? Model. Yeah, not yes, all, yeah, like was, the deluxe Walkman. I I need to look up what the Walkman. Plane. I didn't have the. What the, do you think? Only one of them. What do you think the Walkman cost? Um, in 1984. You know, that's a good question. I'm going to bet you about $69. In 1984 dollars? Yeah. yeah. I think it was for sale because I think that was a big deal. I don't think it was over 100 bucks, was it? Uh, cost of Sony Walkman 1984. I'm going with 69 What are you going with? I think it was more like $115. Was it really? Um, in remembrance of a history, in remembrance of a history of the Walkman complex, complex.com is the website. Um, figure it out. Uh, oh, I'm thinking the Walkman Sport, which was the yellow yeah, one. That was waterproof, right? Like it had a clip on the side. Sure. That you, you flipped over. Although, do you really feel like, uh, you'd want to do it? Uh, $40, I guess was the number. It just popped up. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, the Walkman 2 was a hundred and forty dollars? Wow! In nineteen eighty-four, that's huge, huge money. But it was the coolest thing going at the time. Oh yeah, had to have it. All right, had to have it. Uh, I was over here at John's house because he has a pool, <laughs> and because our local community pools are still fifty percent capacity, you have to make a reservation. And as the saying goes, ain't nobody got time for that. Mm-mm. And uh, I said, I'll just go over and see John swim in his pool. My daughter, Catherine, has a great time in the pool, and we sit in the van here and do a podcast. It's perfect. What a day. All right. I hope the uh, golf works out for Loudoun County. I'm very disappointed in those options. And the notion of playing golf starting in February is complete nonsense. Right. And the rationale of why you can't play it when you can play it, just because there's other sports being played, makes 0.0 sense. Yes. I have no idea what that's about, but this is what we're stuck with. Bureaucrats who are obsessed with making things more complicated than they need to be. Correct. At the expense of our kids. So there. Unfortunately. All right. Till next time, Johnny. Thank you, bud. Thank you. Okay, we'll end on this. Some coronavirus facts and information that may trigger you if you do not want facts and information. Yes, cases are skyrocketing in the U.S., or at least positive tests are skyrocketing. Why do I say positive tests and not cases per se? Well, the Centers for Disease Control, CDC, admitted on Thursday that they have been combining the results from viral and antibody COVID-19 tests when reporting the country's testing totals. Oh, Wow. You see, the poly chain, PCR, PCM, whatever it is, the the viral test about are you currently carrying the Rona? 
polymerase chain reaction, PCR. That test with the swab all the way up to your brainstem and beyond, that's to measure, okay, where's the virus right now? Antibody tests just say, oh, yeah, you had it. Maybe in March, maybe in February, maybe even earlier than that. Or maybe last month or two months ago in May. Well, what good does it? So they they get the results back from a antibody test in July, and they find some positives, and they go, throw it on the pile. Look at all the new tests. Look at all the new cases. When, in fact, they're not cases. Ashish Jahad, director of the Harvard Global Health Institute, told The Atlantic, quote, when he heard this news, you've got to be kidding me. How could the CDC make that mistake? This is a mess. But don't worry, the CDC said in a CDC said in a statement, they're fixing it. Quote, now that serology testing is more widely available, CDC is working to differentiate those tests from the viral tests and will report this information differentiated by test type publicly on our COVID data tracker website in the coming weeks. I'm sorry, what did when will this happen? In the coming weeks. <laughs> we are 130 days into this. And this is our country's official CDC. Go down to Georgia, he said. See how you like it. Phil Murphy, your governor of New Jersey, which had 11% of the entire country's coronavirus deaths, is lecturing people about Georgia, which has 2.2% of the coronavirus deaths in America. And no matter what kind of surge or what kind of uptick, I don't think Georgia is ever going to catch New Jersey. And I do believe populations are similar. New Jersey has 1,776 deaths per million. Georgia has 298. And if you want to go by current numbers, Georgia's seven-day death average currently is 24. New Jersey's current seven-day death average is 29. Although you can't take New Jersey's death average seriously because, hell, one day they found 2,000 old deaths and threw them into the pile because we're so good at keeping track of data. New York Times opinion piece from a teacher, Rebecca Martinson. Please don't make me risk getting COVID-19 to teach your child. Wow. Alternate headline. Teachers declare themselves non-essential workers. Amazing to think grocery store checkout clerks have probably not missed a day since March. Some of them. And they see hundreds and hundreds of strangers across all all age brackets every single day. And here's a teacher afraid of her own school kids. Hey, if you're not essential, quit. If you don't want to do it, find another job. If you're too scared, beg for a, uh, a one-year sabbatical, whatever. Please don't make me risk getting COVID-19 to teach your child as if school is the only place that there is a risk of getting it. There you go. New York Times. And then there's this. Dr. Fauci, our buddy, he, the cover, 
the in-style cover magazine cover boy with his sunglasses on, sitting poolside, complimented New York on Sunday for how they, quote, handled the coronavirus. Never mind the fact it was the highest death total of any state in the U.S., the highest percentage of it, every other metric you could have. And Cuomo is, of course, like, oh, we didn't know it was coming from Europe. We didn't know. We, oh, we, we should have shut down earlier, but we didn't. Uh, you know, excuse after excuse after excuse. If you don't mind the deaths, I guess he did a great job. Now, currently, their numbers are really low. But guess who else currently was doing pretty good? Or not currently, but a little while ago was California. How come they're not saying, wow, California, you really fucked up? California, Democrat-controlled, top to bottom, at every level, thought they had a handle on it. Now the cases are going back up again. Maybe anything, any intervention that elected politicians do doesn't really matter. Maybe the virus is doing what it wants on its own with its own set of circumstances, density, age, population mix, you name it. But as somebody said on Twitter, this is insane that Fauci would hold up New York as a model for fighting coronavirus. It's like saying the best generals in World War I were the ones who lost all their soldiers in the first wave and then had the lowest casualties the next month. Exactly. If you don't mind deaths, it's not that bad. One more thing on Florida. They've had 150,000 new positive tests in two weeks. 150,000 new positive tests. And there's been effectively no change in either total hospitalizations or ICU ICU usage statewide. On 719, so just yesterday... ICU, uh, available adult ICU percentage was 18.3% back in early July, two weeks ago, 150,000 cases ago, it was 20%. So it's dipped by 2% from 18% to 20%. When it comes to total hospital beds, currently 23.8% available, two weeks ago, 25.3% available. Interesting. What is it? Is it a different case mix of COVID cases, younger, healthier? Uh, Have they got new advanced techniques in treating people? What is it? Reporters, get on it. I'm sure you will. Finally, top 100 radio hosts have been listed by talkers in their heavy hundred. Not the sports radio heavy hundred, which I've been told I've moved up to 77. I was previously 96. And now I'm 77 in the Sports Talk Radio's Heavy 100, which I hope is not a fat slam, bastards. Anyhow, your top 10 is number one, Sean Hannity, number two, Rush Limbaugh, three, Dave Ramsey, four, Mark Levin, five, Brian Kilmeade, six, Joe Madison, seven, Howard Stern, eight, Tom Hartman, nine, Mike Gallagher, 10, Glenn Beck. I don't know much about Ramsey. I've heard of him. Kilmeade is a CNN guy. Former, I didn't know he was doing radio. Good for him. Joe Madison with two Ds. Never heard of him. Tom Hartman with two Ns on the end. Never heard of him. Mike Gallagher. Never heard of him. But Sean Hannity is not better than Rush Limbaugh. Not even close. He may have more affiliates because he is more, I don't know, easily marketable or just 
easier to digest or just people seem to like him, but Sean Hannity is a hack. Sean Hannity is an intellectual lightweight extraordinaire. Sean Hannity, even if you're conservative, hasn't said anything interesting, impactful, unique, or thought-challenging ever. But he's making a ton of money. So I guess God bless him. But not better than Rush Limbaugh. And Howard Stern, even though I think his show has devolved to the point where whenever, whenever I tune in via Sirius XM, I'm like, this is it? This is the show he's got now? He's not seven. He shouldn't be seven. If you're doing a true ranking of who are the best, most important, most well-compensated, most talent, no. Sean Hannity, not number one. And then there's this. Darren Ravel reports that Trader Joe's is in on the PC name-changing game. They will be changing their packaging on their Trader Joe's in-house items. Trader Ming's for Chinese products, Chinese food products, gone. Trader Jose's for Mexican products, gone. Arabian Joe's for Middle Eastern, gone. Even Trader Giotto's for Italian and Trader Joe-san for Japanese, gone and gone. As the first response to the tweet from Ravel aptly put it, well, there we go. We just beat racism. High five. Let's go out for drinks. That'll do it for us today. For us, me, me and the boys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you want to subscribe to five days of this podcast to help support the overall venture, I greatly appreciate it. Humble bow in your direction. If not, keep listening Monday through Thursday. Tell a couple friends and spread the word. I appreciate people who like quality, thoughtful, and unafraid commentary being distributed out there in a world which the walls are closing in all the time on what you can or cannot say. Have a great Monday. It's going to be a hot one this week, and we will see you tomorrow. Put your car on cruise and lay back because it's summertime.